You're listening to Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information, check out chrisblair.com. Hey, everybody. I am your host, Chris Blair, and welcome to a very special Halloween edition of Stories Behind the Songs. This week, I'm joined by my good friend, indie pop artist, Bonner Black. By the way, uh, for Halloween... If you are just listening to this, I urge you to go check out the video portion on YouTube or Spotify because, yes, Bonner is dressed up as Billy Ray Cyrus and yours truly dressed up as Hannah Montana. A lot of fun. We had a blast on this episode. Bonner went from a ballerina to a Nashville resident at the early age of just 17 and has been making emotionally charged danceable music ever since. You can check out her latest released uh, Catch 22 and I'm Not Your Girl that's available everywhere and make sure you stay tuned for her 2023 album and new single 17 that's set to come out late November. You might even get to hear a little bit of a sneak peek of that one on this episode. It was so much fun sitting down with Bonner. Uh, we had a blast. Make sure that you also subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. We love to sit down with new artists, songwriters, and everyone in between uh, to hear the stories, and that's what keeps us going. So we appreciate all of your support, and happy Halloween. Be safe out there. Let's get to it. Here is Bonner Black. Hey, everybody. Here's another episode of Stories Behind the Songs. I am your host, Hannah Montana. And I am here with Billy Ray Cyrus. I am Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't know if we're going to be able to be serious on this one at all. I want to thank my fans for being so loyal over the years. (laughs) And I want to thank my amazing daughter, Hannah, for having me today. I'm so proud of you, honey. Thank you, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, And, yeah, we're going to have fun with this. So, um Longtime friend, amazing talent. Give it up, Bonner Black in the house. How are you? Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm Bonner Black. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, I, yeah, I'm feeling like a lady. Yeah, yeah. You, you look like a lady. <laughs> you know, I, we were talking before this. It literally, when we were we were talking about putting an episode out on Halloween, mm-hmm. the very first person I thought of and the very first call and the last call was to you, and you were just like 100% like, yes, let's do this. Well, you know that I am willing to do ridiculous things for attention. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and the first thing I thought of was Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't, I don't know why, but that was just, I've always wanted to try the mullet. I've always wanted to like rock a mullet, and now's my it chance. Off. It's Thank perfect. You. Yes. They're so in right now. You did some curls before you came up here. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if anyone can tell, but. Yeah. Feeling Look, strong. Looking great. Yes. Feeling strong. All right. Well, let's let's go to the beginning. Um, you started coming to Nashville at an early, like 15, mm-hmm. 14, 15 years old, something like that. Uh, I was 15. I came here for a vocal lesson that I asked for for my birthday. Uh, and my vocal teacher found out that I wrote songs and he sent me to NSAI where I met Bart Herbison. Yep. And Bart kind of just took it upon himself to introduce me to everybody in town. Uh, so yeah, I've been here for a long time. I think that the joke is that, uh, Nashville is a 10 year town. Technically, I've been coming here for 13 and technically I've lived here for 11. So I win. I'm beating it. So it's time. Yes. <laughs> it's time. Yes. 
Um, well, yeah, and then you started working for us at the listening room mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yes, I applied as a host. I had played listening room a couple of times, um, and I had a lot of friends that worked at listening room, and obviously I loved being around music. Uh, so I started out as a host, and then I was a waitress for a while. Um, I think one night uh, our dishwasher had to go home or he got sick or something. So I think there's a picture of me on Facebook. I have like a garbage bag <laughs> over me and I like stuck my arms and head through the garbage bag and I was back there washing dishes and um, I would stand in the kitchen, eat a lot of chicken tenders. Yep. Yeah, those were good times. Yep. Listening room, and I'm not just saying this to like fluff your feathers, but probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had hands down. I love it. Well, we we had a lot of fun back in the day, so we still do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Second Avenue was where you were, and like, yeah, that was just that was kind of like the years that it just blew up. Yeah, and we had, I mean, the talent that we had coming in there, and mm-hmm. um, it was just like a big family. So yeah, yeah, it was awesome, and even just like, you know, the people who've played forever, Phil Barton. Yeah, you know, the moments where you know all the staff is uh, in the back, and Ben Phil always does this part of his show. Uh, when he goes, it makes the best fried chicken. chicken. I goes, fried chicken. Yeah. And yeah, just little things like that is what makes listening room so special. But oh my gosh, we'd have lines out the door. People were like just always trying to get into listening room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you were coming here at like 15 with your dad, Mm -hmm. vocal lessons, and then started writing. Um, how did you, uh, how did you get into music in the first place? So I started out, uh, as a dancer, I started dancing when I was four, um, and I did classical ballet, and I always loved being on the stage. Uh, I sang a little bit. I think everyone kind of, like, sings when they're young and and whatever, but uh, it wasn't until Hannah Montana aired when I was 12 years old, which is so funny. This is amazing. Hannah Montana. I didn't know this. But truly, Hannah Montana aired when I was 12 years old, and I remember – sitting on the floor watching that first episode and that was just the spark that made me want to do it I don't know like there was something about I was like oh I've always wanted to be on a stage I love to sing I I want to do that I want to be Hannah Montana um so I think it was Hannah Montana it was kind of the rise of Taylor Swift that got me into writing songs um And it kind of came to a point later on in high school when I had to choose between dance and music. Uh, And I think the reason that I chose music ultimately was that I wanted to just be able to tell my own story Uh, in ballet. You can become a uh, choreographer and and do that thing. Um, But a lot of times I was in the core or I was learning other people's choreography with music. It was just my own show, me telling my stories. Um, and it just felt more of the right thing for me. I loved Nashville. Nashville has always been my home. Um, so I think that's kind of what just drew me to it. Yeah. You started realizing that you would have an achy breaky heart if you didn't do this full time. I knew I'd have an achy breaky heart. You know, <laughs> I was always too, like the kid growing up that just, I, I always was coming up with plays to do with my cousins, making my sister like play the worst roles um i always just wanted to be on the stage i wanted to be the center of attention uh but then i think the passion for writing was kind of the thing that just put the nail in the coffin here i am yeah well you've done um i mean you've done so well like growing your brand like that's one of the things that like 
I, I sit down with a lot of people where they don't, they don't look at it as like music as a brand, you know, when you're trying to do the artistry thing at least. And mm -hmm. you've done so good at that. And like, you stay true to who you are, which is just a, like funny and crazy and wild. And like, I love it. <laughs> um, but like, how, how did you get to that point where you're like, okay, this is, this is who I want to be. And these are the songs that I'm going to write. Mm -hmm. And, um, kind of kind of leading into you've got like this core group of people that you ride a lot with now. Mm -hmm. um, so walk me kind of through that. Years and years. And thank you for saying that because it doesn't feel that way a lot of the times. So I would say 90% of the time, I really feel like I have – no idea what I'm doing. I feel like I think I I think I talked to my friend the other day and I was like, I feel like I'm just a walking embarrassment all the time. Am I just making a fool of myself on the internet constantly? Um, it just took years and years. When I first came here, obviously, again, like I said, you know, Taylor Swift is really big. So I kind of was put into um country singer songwriter girl for a minute. And then I did a kind of a rockabilly, almost bluegrass band. Um, I put out a rock EP. Uh, for a hot minute and I was dyeing my hair red. And, um, ultimately I think that I've always, I've written a lot by myself. Um, I write a lot. I write 90% from personal experience, um, yeah. or just specifically what has happened to me, what I'm going through in that moment. Um, and so I think the music kind of just has formed over the years as you mature, as an adult, um, you kind of, you just learn more about yourself in general. So really it's not some formula. It's just living and doing and being relentless about it. Like I've, you know, I've never taken a break from this. It's always like for the past 11 years that I lived in Nashville, it's, I'm, I'm writing, I'm performing. What's the next show I'm going to do? What's the next project mm -hmm. I'm going to put out? What's the next plan? Um, but then to get to a point to find, vulnerability in your brand and to like think of yourself as a brand um i would say i don't know and i know that's a really bad answer but i've never really been able to fake it for anybody i maybe it's cuz i was i was homeschooled on a farm i grew up um uh in hot rock tennessee on a 30 acre farm uh was homeschooled just me and my mom and my sister and I didn't really grow up with a lot of peer pressure. Um, and I've always just kind of, my personality trait has always kind of been act out for attention. Uh, I think I'm very self-aware about that. Um, but I love, I don't know, I love coming up with skits. I just, I, I've never really been able to take myself very seriously. I feel stupid taking myself seriously. Um, so I, I think that that's just, that's just it. And also, I smell through BS. So yeah. my my favorite brands are my favorite artists are people who are just kind of wild and crazy themselves. I love like Post Malone, Doja Cat, uh, people like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So um, when when did you put your first songs out? Mm -hmm. um, like, and, and what was the process like when you were trying to figure out like, okay, is it going to be this like rockabilly or rock or bluegrass or like, you know, when, when did you kind of hone in on like, Hey, this is, this is who Bonner is. Um, I put, I mean, I made an album when I was 16 that was horrible. I mean, it was great. Like for <laughs> my age, but it was, I had this one song that was like, be hot. 
with what you got. <laughs> Be what you are, not what you're not. And like my mom would tease my hair up to here. I had like side bangs. I had braces. Put that out. I mean, I put a bunch of stuff out that I ended up taking down. But the music that I'm doing right now, um, weirdly enough, I went through a jaded phase where I had been, I had met with almost every publishing company on Music Row. Mm. I had had these big label showcases um, that, you know, Warner, Sony, everybody was at. Um, and I just got the same feedback, which was, we really like what you're doing. You're really unique, but we don't hear you on the radio. It's not, it's not radio. And that was my whole goal. So it was very heartbreaking. Um, so I took a step back and I didn't co-write with anybody. Um, I didn't take any meetings. I kept, I sorry, I kept like posting on social media. Um, I was recording with my friend Evan Sealing at the time, who was just kind of letting me send him songs and he was just producing them and I would just go in and sing. And what was really naturally coming out of me was just this, Almost owed to the seventies singer songwriter. Sorry, I'm gonna put put this on noise. We're doing noise. Um, but I think what was coming out of me at the time was this kind of ode to the seventies singer songwriter uh, kind of music that it felt really happy. It felt very dancey, but the lyrics and the subject matter. Um, was really vulnerable and from an mm. honest place and not so much of uh, a wild story tell or, or writing to a hook that's going to be like the big aha hook, you know? Um, so I think, I think it was kind of just taking a step back and, and not listening to the outside voices. Yeah. I, I quit listening to music too. I kind of quit listening to the radio. Um, and I just sat by myself and just let whatever was going to come out come out and i think that's the best thing i could have ever mm. done now i'm i'm back co-writing um you know now i'm i'm back taking meetings and i'm back to talking to people but it was like a four-year process uh i would say it's taken about like the last four years to get to where i am specifically right now yeah yeah gosh um how do you feel now Interesting question. Overall, I feel good, but I think we all feel really overwhelmed. I think yeah. a lot of artists feel really overwhelmed and very confused on um, how do I stand out? How do I – we're all trying to like figure out how to get people to listen to our music, and we have so many avenues now. You know, We have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, Spotify, Apple Music – I, I, you know, there's just so many platforms, I think, right now that yeah. one of my struggles is focusing in on something. Um, I'm trying to, you know, build my team. I'm, I'm also trying to tour, you know. So I think that I feel really good and excited about the music industry these days. I feel really excited and good about my music because it does feel really honest and true. But I think a lot of us feel kind of overwhelmed, not just artists, a lot of human beings. There's so much output um, out there. So I think the challenge that I've been facing recently when it comes to my mental health and my mood is simplifying and mm. kind of taking kind of like zooming in. Like when you zoom out, there's just so much there and then zooming back in on just like 
me and my life. And I'm just sitting here on a couch with Hannah Montana, my very <laughs> talented daughter um, at the listening room. That's been my favorite home vi- venue for ever since I've been here. Um, and that makes me happy. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel. Good. Um, you want to dive into a song? Yeah, let's dive into a song. Okay. I have so many songs coming out. I have an album coming out. So yeah, let's do it. Well, you pick. Yeah, just uh, whatever you feel. Um, you know, just let's let's go through the whole story of story of the songs okay. and um, you know how you came up with the idea and mm-hmm. um, you know if you wrote it by yourself or mm-hmm. with somebody else and and then play a little bit of it. Oh, should I get? I should yeah. I hold, I'll hold my hand. Come here, little darling. Daddy's got you. Also, Chris, you've called me daddy twice. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, you've called me daddy twice. And I think that that actually might be the highlight of my entire year is Chris Blair calling me daddy. We'll try to do it at least one more time before the show's <laughs> over. I'll carry me through the rest of my life. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play a song that is coming out on November 28th. Uh, it's called Seventeen. Um, it's on my album that's coming out in January and it's going to be the focus track. Um, I wrote this with my producer, Jake Olbaum, who's kind of just my core collaborator. He's my brother. He's my therapist. He's kind of my everything at this point. Um, and I had this verse idea that was like, today was the last warm day in October. Um, I had actually written that when I was cleaning an Airbnb, I used to clean Airbnbs. I cleaned your Airbnb for a while, actually. Um, so I brought this to Jake and the whole song is, is about, um, being in a serious relationship for, for quite a long time that takes away your sparkle a little bit. Like, you know, when, when you get in serious relationships, sometimes you start thinking about like, you know, especially if you're like, living together or whatever it becomes um i don't know I, maybe i take that back maybe i maybe i retract that so it's i think this is really about being in something where you lose yourself whether it be a relationship mm. whatever it is just going through years of really losing yourself taking life really seriously um and then one night you just go party with your friends and you feel 17 again i moved to nashville when I was 17, um, I dropped out of high school. Don't do that. Stay in school, everybody. Um, I dropped out of high school to move to Nashville and it was one of the best years of my life. I, no one really expected anything from me. Um, it was like my first time, like being around people my age and kind of being in social circles. My first time going to parties. It was the first time I ever kissed a boy. Uh, so, this was sort of about it going back to that and just feeling 17 again. Yeah. I love it. That was a long answer. No, I love I it. I can talk for hours. Let's hear it. Okay. Today was the last warm day in October. The whole house reeked like cigarette smoke. 
Woke up at 6 a.m. Two hours sober With an hour to shower And get out the door You should have seen me I felt like a candle On top of a 21st birthday cake In my high-waisted jeans I was more than a handful While me and my best friends Wrecked the whole place If you would have been there You'd never guessed it was me You'd call it trash But I call it breaking free Don't wanna grow up Cause that means growing old The whole idea is so oversold So I'm feeling like the dancing queen again Oh, on the edge of seventeen again Seventeen again Ooh, seventeen I took off that ring And forgot my whole future My mother had planned for me since I was born Nothing makes sense without a sense of humor I'm not trying to figure it out anymore If you would have been there You'd never guessed it was me You'd call it trash But I call it breaking free Don't want to grow up Cause that means growing old The whole idea is so oversold, so I'm feeling like the dancing queen again On the edge of seventeen again, seventeen again Oh, seventeen, seventeen Yes, Bonner. Breaking the rules. No bridge, no third chorus. Just rocking out, walking out. Do it. I love it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Brit Skin Beauty. Located in the beautiful Indulgence Medi Spa in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Brittany is the go-to esthetician for facials, dermaplaning, microdermabrasion, waxing, lashes, and any skincare products and consultations. So many people in the music industry use her frequently, and her work speaks for itself. To schedule your next consultation or make an appointment, visit BritSkinBeauty.com or send an email to BritSkinBeauty at gmail.com. What do you think your favorite song is that you've ever written? Uh, um, I have a song out called Take Me On that I think is just some of my favorite lines and imagery. It has a line in there that's, um, you have a young heart, if it, or, uh, it's a, I'm an old soul raised on daddy's radio, driving slow in the Cherokee. And that is mm. my, you know, my musical influences are, Riding in my dad's Jeep Cherokee, listening to Eagles, Elvis, Doobie Brothers, uh, Eric Clapton, James Taylor. Yeah. Um, I really like that one. And then it has a line in there that's, I saw a red sky in your brown eyes this morning. I took it as a warning, but still. 
um, from the old sailor saying, which is uh, red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in the morning, sailor's warning. So yeah. I like that one. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm a big lyric person. Um, and I think it's honestly, I think that's kind of been drilled in by playing listening room for so long and, and working here at the listening room. I, I was always back there waiting for my drinks or back in the kitchen, you know, waiting for my food to, to come out, um, listening to the lyrics. This is such a storytelling venue. So I think yeah. lyrics have always been so important to me. So even though, you know, maybe musically there's other songs that I kind of rock out more to. It's always, it's always the lyrics for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to shift a little bit um, and talk about birds. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. To talk I know. About. Where did this even come from? This is like, cause I've known you for so long and all of a sudden, like all of these bird videos start popping up on your TikTok and everything. And at yeah. first I was like, Okay, this is a joke. And it may be a joke, but like, but it got like, I was like, wait, no, she knows, like, she knows what she's talking about. She actually knows all these different birds. And full transparency, it kind of like got me into birding. Yay! And like, That's I've got, I like, I downloaded the app and like, yes! like, Brittany is like, we're like, we literally went on a safari in South Africa and there's like, you know, like these huge elephants over here. And I'm like videoing the other side. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know what this bird is. And I'm oh like, and she was like, you're such a dork. Like, yes. but I kind of got into it and mm -hmm. you were like the first person that was like, okay, like this is kind of cool. So that makes me so happy. <laughs> my, my mission now is to get the world into birding. I want everyone to, to bird. Um, so the song that I just played and birding goes hand in hand. I, I went through a quarter life crisis. I basically had a little mental breakdown, I think as one does. And one should, if you haven't had a good mental breakdown, you need one. It'll make you just a better person. It just sure it schedule happens. it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I needed something outside of music. I've always been extremely career oriented. Uh, music has been my everything in, in my life. Uh, I've always been an ambitious person. And I got to a point where my entire self-worth was just riding on whatever the, the last win that I got in, in my career was. Um, and that really just wasn't healthy. And I was really struggling. And uh, I was sitting in my backyard one day and I just saw a bird in a tree and I pulled out my phone and I bought a pair of binoculars and a backyard birding book. And it kind of did start out as a joke. Um and then the more I got into it, the more that I started to heal. And bird watching has taught me a lot of profound, or sorry, a lot of profound things. But bird watching has taught me to uh, embrace a moment. Uh, birds are flighty; they are on a branch for one second. You get to see them, you get to take them in, and then they're gone. Um, and that is how our time on earth is. That is mm -hmm. how right now, like this interview that we have, like it'll, it'll be over in a hot flash and then the next 10 years will go by and it, it's going to be crazy. Um, the other thing that birding has taught me is to be observant. Um, a lot of times we don't take the time to just look around us and just even see like, look at these cool lights. Look at this cool table. Wow. Like I like the blue on that water bottle. Uh, after bird watching, I kind of just look around more. I notice the flowers. I notice the plants. Mm -hmm. I notice the clouds in the sky. 
Um, and that's been very healing for me and really good for the writing process, really good for the soul. Um, and I have, so my first year burning, I capped out at 65 birds and yesterday I hit my 101st bird of 2023. Nice. Uh, and that's also fun because as artists, I'm constantly measuring my success on my last social media posts, which don't do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> um, but birding is another way for me to kind of have some accomplishments and get that kind of satisfaction, get that little buzz. Yeah. So, yeah. What is the bird on your necklace? See this. This is, oh, this is a seagull. This okay. is a herring gull right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting. I, uh, I literally like, I walked out. Um, this has been a few months ago, mm -hmm. but um, I was out on the front porch and, uh, and Brittany walked out. And we were just sitting there chatting and there was a bird chirping mm -hmm. and she was like, where is that? And I was like, I don't know, but it's a red cardinal. And she was like, what? And yes. I was like, that's, that's actually a male red cardinal. That's the, that's the sound of, you know, and I started yeah. just going into it and, and, and then I look over at her and she's just like <laughs> staring at me like, what is wrong with you? You got to get the kids into birding. Oh it's yeah. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it really is so lovely. And whether it's birding, um, whatever, whatever your hobby is, I just encourage people to find little hobbies that don't have anything to do with their career, isn't hanging out with your friends at a bar, is just you, even if it's just like building a little sailboat or, or whatever your thing is, I think it's so healing uh, and so useful for your brain waves. Yeah. And the cool thing about getting into birds and animals is studying their behavior. I love looking at birds that I saw and seeing, you know, how do they hunt? What is their migratory pattern? Um, I was watching this, uh, this great heron the other day hunting and it, it was being very, very still, slowly stalking through the water. It would take a second and then it kind of rears its head back and then it snaps and it grabs its fish. And I, and I had the thought that the past year, I feel like I've just been on this hustle grind mindset, go out there, take everything I can, um, wake up and just go. And I was like, Bonner, Billy Ray, I think we need to slow down and be a little bit more calculated. Let's stop posting. I was trying to post like three times a day on all the platforms. Let's stop. Let's maybe take a break from trying to post three times a day on the platforms. Let's rear back, find a really good idea, find that perfect fish, get set up for it, and then whoosh, post it. Get the fish. Yeah. So you can just, you just learn more, you just learn lessons. Yeah. It applies to your life. I think that's so good, especially, I mean, it can, it, that can go with anything that anybody's mm -hmm. doing because there's always just the crap around us, right? But in this industry specifically, it's like, it's so hard because, you know, if you want to go out and you want to do name it, name 50 things like, hey, I'm going to make this my career. Yeah. You go out, you learn about it, you study it, you practice it, you get good at it mm -hmm. and you do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Except for the music industry. Yes. You can be the best songwriter, artist, performer, everything in town. And you can work it, work it, work it for 12 years mm -hmm. now that you've been here, 13 years, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's like, 
But until that other person that is at the label or the publisher Mm -hmm. or whatever, like it's, it's so hard because they have to open these doors Mm -hmm. for the talent and it's, um, yeah. And well now in the industry that we're in, um, a lot of people on the road don't consider you until you've built it on your own until there's not a mm -hmm. lot of artist development that goes on. So they want you to have already had that viral song on TikTok. So it's made a lot of us artists very social media obsessed um, because I'm trying to trying to get, you know, people to go listen to my song. I don't have a $20,000 marketing budget. So my marketing strategy is social media. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of luck that goes into it. Um, but what I've found after doing this for years and years and years and years is you just have to love the lifestyle. You have to love the lifestyle, not just love music. Cause yes, you have to love music, but so many people love music. Yeah. You have to love the life. You have to love being on the road for hours and hours and hours. You have to love playing for empty crowds. You have to have even playing for like four people and not making any money, still feel that buzz in your heart a little yeah. bit over this is what I want to do. It's the only way that I think you can survive in this industry. Um, because, you know, otherwise go do something else because you're just yeah. not guaranteed any money um, or any success here. So yeah. you just have to like be dedicated to the lifestyle, work hard every day to pay your bills um, and then just pray that maybe it pops off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen you do that through the years. I mean, you've got the work ethic and um, you're, I mean, you're, you're so good with socials, you know, whether you, like you said, like, I forgot how you put it, but like, you feel, uh, you feel weird not being funny and crazy or something like, you know, but it's so it's, it is hilarious. I mean, there's times where I like, um, will literally watch something that you've posted like five times in a row because I'm just dying laughing because I know you and I'm like, this is this is bother being bother and it's just hilarious and I love it. Thank you so much for saying that truly um because I'm flopping most of the times like <laughs> I'm not going viral or anything like that but that that actually is the feedback that I've gotten recently that kind of keeps me going is is that people say it makes them laugh um and back to just you know there being so much output in the world and our brains are being constantly infiltrated I think I want to be a responsible creator. I want to be a responsible person on the internet and know that what I'm posting can affect someone else's mood. Mm-hmm. So do I want to do something that's like either really braggy or, or do I want to, you know, post something that's like going to make someone angry or outraged? No, I, there's a line in the song that I just played that's called nothing makes sense without a sense of humor. My goal as an artist at this point is to, be the court jester there's so much crap in the Mm. world i'm just gonna dance around and be silly and just make you laugh for a second and there's a lot of amazing other artists out there that um are maybe more political than i am and speak their truth and i so support them and um you know there's there's always big causes to fight for but i really think that sometimes people just need to laugh for a second and that's just what i want to do so bad yeah well you do you do a great job of it yeah yeah. (laughs) okay I don't know, like, I don't know how you come up with some of the stuff. Like one of the the songs uh, you put out not too long ago, you know, it's like, 
hey, if your boyfriend's dad's mom's uncle cheated on yeah you know, I, I don't know like it was just like <laughs> i don't even think that i can say what i actually captioned <laughs> yeah. on that on my podcast but it's always podcast. like so serious and it's like it, you know like i'm like okay did she like practice this beforehand or just turn the camera on and go well you know like if blah blah blah, blah then this song is for you and it's just like it literally is <laughs> Great job. Thank yeah. you. Well, a lot yeah. of those a lot of those ideas also come from bird watching. And again, I want to encourage every creative out there to have a little niche hobby that they get into, get some nature time because my best ideas come from when I step away. When I go on mm, my yeah. best ideas are the, are hikes. That's my brainstorms. Yeah. Um so if you're feeling bogged down and if you're feeling like your ideas are good, step away from them. You yeah. Know? That's so. so good. We have um I've just started to kind of implement that for my life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've not done a very good job of it. Um, I've done, I've done enough to, to schedule time on, on my calendar that I call visionary time. Mm -hmm. Um, most of the time that is time at my home office, mm -hmm. um, where I think I'm going to go like think and sketch and come up with ideas yeah. for like what's next and what do we need to do as a company mm -hmm. and, whatever most of the time 99% of the time that never happens because I'm in that element of where I work every day mm -hmm. and I ended up just working yeah. um but I love that like to get out and go watch birds or take a hike or mm -hmm. go get on a boat and just sit in the middle of Percy Priest Lake or whatever it is like mm -hmm. um I know for me, like the times that I have been able to escape the busyness mm -hmm. and just think those are when the best ideas come for me, whether it's like for my, for my family or for my, for, for the listening room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's so, so good and, um, good that you're doing that and also great advice for everybody listening. It's scientific. I mean, I listened to a uh, neuroscientist, uh, Andrew Huberman. He's also my celebrity crush. Um, and he, he talks a lot about how, you know, exercise clears your mind, fresh air, Fresh air and sunlight is known to just improve your mood and clear your mind. Um, it it's all biological, and um, we need that. I, I grew up with my, you know my dad's an entrepreneur. Um, I've watched you build this business for a long time, and um, being a workaholic is kind of just sometimes necessary for yeah. if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to go out there and like build something on your own. But something that's really important to being an entrepreneur is being a visionary and having those creative ideas and brainstorming. So you have to nurture that self. I, I have, um, I, I allot 30 minutes a day for, I call it a recess for curiosity. And I am, I'm not, it's not working out. It's not like going to the gym. It's not doing anything super physical. It's just go mess around and just be silly. Um, and let my brain just kind of relax for 30 minutes. It's yeah. Mm. We have to nurture that part of our brains if yeah. we're going to keep moving forward. Yeah. So good. Well, what is next? You, you said you've got the album coming out in January mm -hmm. um, yes. and you've got, you're dropping singles up until that point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, uh, I've been dropping singles all summer. I have one more song. The song I just played coming out um, November 28th. Album's coming out in January. There might be some acoustic versions. There might be some covers. There's another album coming. I'm already, I think I have like six songs for the next album, but I'm continuing to write. Um, we're booking a tour for the spring. I just wrapped up, uh, this year's tour on Thursday was my last date. So, uh, looking into the spring and I'm trying to play 
you know, wherever my fans are, I think hitting the Midwest, East Coast is definitely in the plans. But my my plan for pretty much the rest of my life is write albums, put out the music, uh, go tour, and then just be silly on the internet. Yeah. And just, you know, I want to be on, uh, the plan is really to be on Saturday Night Live eventually. Hey, so let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead Y'all and put that out Y'all heard it here first, today. yes. Who do we need to reach out to? I'm sure that we've got somebody in this town's got contacts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we're gonna make it ha- like it's gonna happen. Yeah, you know? I think so. I, I, yeah, I, if there's also anything I know, it's if you just don't, if you don't give up and you're going full force at something, um, things happen. You know, I I thought that I was gonna be a big Disney star by the time I was like 17, and maybe that didn't happen. But I make. You know, I, I'm full time music now. For, I I cleaned houses. I waited tables. I nannied kids for a long time, and I almost for a long time didn't think I was even gonna be able to just do music full time and pay my bills doing it. And I've been doing it for the past three years. And I am like sometimes a month away from not being able to make rent that month. But if you just keep going at something, you know, it happens. And listening room is is a, a testament to that because you know you started off in like a much smaller venue and then it grew to this one and then, you know, it's, it's grown. Now you have Pigeon Forge. So you just are relentless. And I lost my house. And you lost your house. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know that they just look at like, oh my gosh, like this place has been so successful and it has, I've been super blessed, but like there was a time, uh, in coming station where you started coming for the first time with, with your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, those were the hardest days of my life. And I, I like, I literally, I lost my house. I had to give my house really? back to the bank because I had a choice of paying my mortgage or paying rent at the listening room. Mm-hmm. And I believed in this place and was like, you know what? Like, I don't need a house like I do. Right. But mm-hmm. like, but that's the way I looked at it. I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I have to do music. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I let one of them go and, um, but it, pro- yeah. it, you know, it like it, it came back tenfold. So, yeah. oh, um, and if you look at all the successful entrepreneurs, all the successful artists, which are, it really is the same thing. Um, that's like how I see myself. Um, you have so many stories where people put so much of their own money and their own homes on the line. And, um, it, when you really, really believe in a vision, you're, you're willing to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but dang, Chris, my mom I didn't and dad know thought that. I was crazy, but yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, I've had so many people. Uh, yeah. 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 We, the, the haters. You yeah. Know. Yeah. They'll talk. They'll talk. Um, all right. Well, as we wrap up, um, we will put everything in the liner notes for um, how everybody can get your music and all of that. Um, but if you're able to go back to eight year old Bonner, Billy Ray, uh, what advice now that you've kind of gone through this, you took like the four year hiatus to kind of just focus and like work on you, mm-hmm. um, all of that that you've done, um, going back to eight year old self, what advice do you give yourself today? Um, do not let them change you. Do not let them, uh, make you scared to go be yourself. And when I say them, I just kind of, you know, I I mean the haters. Um, I took a lot of bad advice that was fear-based advice for a very long time. Um, also coming from being homeschooled and not having a lot of peer pressure to being in kind of like the in it crowds, 
here in Nashville, uh, sometimes like that would dull my spark a little bit. It would make me not like, it made me not want to like make my, you know, stupid, crazy, outlandish jokes. And if I could give eight year old me advice or, or anybody advice out there, this is the biggest cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Be yourself because then you attract the right friends. You attract the friends that love you for who you are, that feed your soul. You attract the customers and the fans that you actually want to hang out with that that get you, that feed your soul. You don't have to go into rooms and feel like you're pretending to be somebody. You don't have to yeah. mask. Just don't let don't let the world change you. Absolutely be yourself. Be relentless. Be fearless. Just just go be you and go get him. Yeah. Go get him, Tiger. Is what I would say to eight year old me. Go get him, Tiger. So good. <laughs> yeah. I just I just saw an interview with Dave Matthews where he was talking about that very thing of like how he always kind of tried to shape himself mm -hmm. for like what he thought others thought that he should be. Mm -hmm. And uh, that when he turned 50, he was just like, you know what? I don't care. Like, you know, yeah. and it's crazy to think like that sometimes it takes us living half of a life mm -hmm. to or longer to to get to that point. So, um, yeah, I think that's so good. And um, the quicker that people can realize that they're made uniquely um, on purpose mm -hmm. and just be that like yeah. so good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we were talking about my social media earlier and, and how a lot of times sometimes I feel like I'm, like I'm just a, a walking embarrassment and like I'm, I'm being too much or people maybe cringe when they see what I do. But I've been going and touring a lot this summer and actually meeting my fans in person. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are me. We're the same person. You have the same sense of humor. And they'll bring up those posts that I thought, oh, my gosh, I feel like people are, think this is ridiculous. They'll bring up those and they'll be like, I laughed so hard. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I love this. Now I get to just hang out with people that don't make me feel insecure. Yeah. I think also another big toxic thing right now is just the too cool crowd. Never hang out with the too cool crowd. Yeah. I would tell eight-year-old me that. Anyone who's like, oh, that's so cringy or that's just whatever, that's lame. Good luck to those people. Yeah. They're never going to be happy. No. Mm -hmm. There's an unfollow button for a reason. Yes. Like, if you don't like it, see ya. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, well, thank you so much. This has been a blast. And like just watching watching your success and um, seriously just – we don't we don't hang anymore as much. We don't get to see each other as much. But know that Daddy is here, <laughs> and I am watching you. I thought I was Daddy. Yo, you're Daddy. I messed it up. Yeah, Dang. I just I just felt like I had to say Daddy again. So <laughs> yes, Chris Blair. No, I am watching Stay you, Daddy. Daddy. I'm watching you. Um, Thank no, you. seriously, yeah. You've just been. Um, it's been fun just watching watching everything from from afar and. We'll continue to do so and be a big fan. Thank you, Chris. No, thank you for having me. This is really fun. Yes. I haven't ever I've done like one podcast before, but no one's really ever asked me to be on the on their podcast. So yeah. that's exciting. Um, but yeah, listening room and you have been a, a huge part of my career. I mean financially and yeah, I know I, I quit on you like four times when I was working here, but every time I would come back and beg for a job, you always gave it to yep. me. So. Yeah, you always quit with grace. 
And it was like, you never like, you were like, uh, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to work there anymore. But um, do you need a babysitter? And you would watch <laughs> my kids. You would help clean our house. Like It was just like, we couldn't get rid of you. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There is a, uh, when this podcast comes out, there is a video that I took when I put out one of my songs um, that I'm, I'm back in that kitchen, like singing into a sriracha bottle with my listening room <laughs> apron on that I will post when this comes I out. I love it. Yeah. You'll do it. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening and happy Halloween. Be safe out there. Hope you have uh, a good time. Get some candy and all the sweets. Um, and make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, all of the things on this podcast. Uh, make sure that you share it with everybody. And um, we'll put the uh, ways to get in touch with Bonner in the liner notes. So check that out. Go follow her music. Buy her music. Uh, download it. And um, yeah, all the things. We appreciate it. This has been an episode with Bonner Black for Halloween, a.k.a. Billy Ray Cyrus. And I am Hannah Montana. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. This has been an episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information after the show, head over to chrisblair.com. That's where you can find information on these episodes, trailer notes, video links, all kinds of great stuff. Also, make sure to leave us a great rating on iTunes. Like and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I really hope that you think this show is awesome and we really appreciate the love and support. I promise to keep gathering great content and continuing to sit down with more amazing songwriters and artists as we grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. We'll see you next time.